this woman is a friend of mine, somebody I look up to and admire. She is a wife, a mother, a teacher, an activist. She's raised a lot of money for political campaigns. She's run for office and now is running again. Anila Ali is a Pakistani-American philanthropist, author, activist, and lifelong educator. She has taught at the middle and high school levels for more than 20 years, and she's currently running for a seat on the Irvine City Council in Orange County, the OC, in California. She was raised in Karachi, Pakistan. Uh, She is a proud American citizen. She made Orange County her home and continues to do so. It's her home community, and she's been there almost two decades. She's married with two grown children. Her daughter is so gorgeous, I saw yesterday online. Uh, She understands the challenges that this state's working families face. More than a pleasure to have my good friend, I am honored to say, Anila Ali, joining us. Anila, how are you, girlfriend? I miss you. Hello, Leslie, and thank you so much for having me. I miss you, too, and I'm so happy to be here talk to all your listeners. You know, this morning I heard a study that came out that was quite interesting, that of women in elected positions, the United States actually ranks 21st, which is pretty pathetic considering that we pretty much, you know, lead in issues of freedom and democracy and women's rights. Um, Are you surprised by that? And I think it's awesome that you and other women out there are not just uh, voting and raising money and helping campaigns, but actually running yourself to make a difference. So, so first, are you surprised that you know the U.S. is 21st, and I'm glad that you want to change that number? Um, no, Leslie, I'm not surprised because you know that I, I work a lot with uh, women's organizations, with like National Women's Political Caucus, Women in Leadership, and that's the number that horrifies us and makes us feel like we have our job cut out. And in fact, we're behind Afghanistan. We're behind countries that are way behind us. We're the leaders of the free world. And here we have women um, that are underrepresented in legislature, elected office, law enforcement. And, you know, I feel very passionate about it, Um, you know, coming from a background where women are uh, not given equal rights and, and living here in the United States. I'm not happy about that statistic at all. There are a lot of things I, I want to talk to you about, and I hope I have time to cover them all. Uh, one is, you know, you put it right out there, and I think it's awesome because this is who you are, that you are a Pakistani-American. You are an immigrant to this country. And yes. I, uh, my ancestors were as well. My mother born in another country. Uh, my great-grandfather on my father's side born in another country. We all come from someplace else. Um, as you know, even though you're running for a local office in the state of California within Orange County in the city of Irvine, um, you're obviously privy as a politician, as an activist, and as somebody running for office um, as to the rhetoric that is coming out um, about countries like Pakistan, about people like Muslims, especially uh, from uh, Donald Trump. One of the things that I said to a person that we both know, uh, which is um, um, Hussam Ailoush, we both know from CARE, um, I said mm-hmm. to him, you know, you know, with all of these uh, terrorist attacks that happen and people you know, trying to blame Islam on Muslims, I said, I, I think there are a couple of things that the Muslim community needs to do. I said, one, they need to be more involved in their community. Two, they need to procreate a lot really fast to make up a big percentage of the population. But three, one of the things in that involvement is they need to run for office. We see in London a a Muslim mayor who was elected. We see in London that politically and economically Muslims have like 15% uh, 15 of the population, so they have that kind of a voice. 
Is is that part of what you seek to do to show, hey, I am uh, an immigrant, I am a Pakistani uh, woman, I am a Muslim woman, but I am an American, I want to run for office, I want to make a difference, and, and so that people see that you're no different than anybody else out there who's doing this. Leslie, I'm glad you're asking me this question. And, you know, you mentioned Care and Hassam Alouz. Well, here's the thing. I feel that Muslim women are not represented accurately by the likes of these Muslim organizations who claim to be the voice for Muslims and Pakistanis in America. And I wish media would stop thinking and, uh, you know, stereotyping Muslims as Hussam Alush and care. Uh, you know, the biggest problem I have is that I don't subscribe to a lot of views that these mainstream organizations who claim to represent Muslims in America have. I have my independent point of view. I represent the majority of Muslims in America who are just about America. Our kids love America. They want to serve in the government. They want to be they mainstream Americans. They want to come out and help the regular community. You know, people out there in the streets are law enforcement. And we feel that a man, um, you know, from this organization should not be representing us in mainstream media. And that has been my struggle for the past 20 years that I've been here, Leslie. You know, if I, uh, I didn't have a voice in a lot of the Muslim countries that I lived, I didn't have rights. And here I feel the same pressure. You know, I, um, I want Muslim women to have a voice, which is why, you know, I uh, formed my organization, American Muslim Women's Empowerment Council. And I feel pressured at every nook and corner to actually, you know, stop and, and not have a voice and not say things that I believe in. You know, it's been a struggle all the way, but I'm glad that you're saying you know, we need to have a voice, we need equal representation, and we need to have um, different perspectives. You know, it's all about making sure, people ask me all the time, so, you know, what do you think of ISIS? What do you think of Donald Trump? And I want to get to that. We have to take a quick break, Anila. When we come back, I do want to ask that. I want to ask how you feel as a Muslim woman, Muslim women are misrepresented, because certainly you and your daughter don't wear burqas. I want to talk about the book that you wrote, your position on President Obama's panel, and uh, your platform for city council. We'll be back right after this with Anila Ali. We'll be back. proud to be an American, so is my guest, Anila Ali, a Pakistani-American and immigrant who's called the United States her home for more than two decades, married with two grown children, somebody who has authored a book, activist, lifelong educator. She is now running for the city council on the Irvine City Council in Orange County, California. More than a pleasure to have her, and I'm very pleased to call her my friend. Anila Ali, thank you for holding and welcome back. Uh, Anila, before the break, we were talking about um, how Muslim women are largely misrepresented by organizations in the United States, you said, and, you know, perhaps the media. And can you tell us, as a uh, Pakistani woman, and I think if people, you know, were to see pictures of, like, you know, you, your daughter, um, it's very contrary than to perhaps the image that people have uh, in their minds who are not as familiar with uh, the Muslim community when they hear 
Muslim woman when they hear that phrase. Uh, how, how? What is the reality versus what people you know perceive or perhaps the messaging and images that go out? Um, I, yes, Leslie, I think that uh, Muslim women are totally misrepresented in the media and, you know, the stereotypes of a Muslim woman with a head covered and then, um, you know, perhaps she's not even a working woman and she's subservient and the man with a beard and a very, you know, chauvinistic. Well, I think all of those are very, very misrepresented. As you can see, I'm, you know, I'm a public figure and people see me all the time. Uh, I am the boss in my house and I, I have raised two children to love this country and serve it. And not only that, as a Muslim American woman, I have formed a Muslim American women's organization to train and to bring forward the next generation of Muslim American women who will be leaders and they will raise leaders and, and you know, uh, participating young people in the and help participate uh, help young people participate in an american democracy we've already you know when we began with this muslim women's organization we didn't have any women in politics now we have so many women who are who are delegates in both the republican and the democratic party who are thinking about running for their local city councils who are running for others they are you know, leaders in their chosen professions. So we're changing. We want to change the stereotype. And yes, media has to understand that only 50% of, um, you know, Muslim women are uh, perhaps covered or cover. And that's more a traditional uh, choice that people make. In Islam, you don't need to cover your hair. You need to, yes wear modest clothes and and, uh, you don't need to cover your hair and Islam is so diverse there are 32 million Chinese Muslims and there are Muslims in uh, you know Indonesia and Malaysia and there are Muslims all over India there's a huge minority population there and we have a different dress code we do not all cover our hair and we are not subservient Muslim women are leaders but yes we need to make sure that we come out, have a voice. Everyone asks me, where are the moderate Muslims? Well, you know, they fit in. They gel in. They like me and, uh, you know, my friends. So they don't see the need to come out and um, speak and have a voice. But it's, um, you know, a lot of Muslim women who are wearing hijabs. They are being targeted. They are being discriminated. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're sort of correctly represented, we're equally represented, and that everyone knows that we as Muslim Americans are really we're part of this country and we love it. We're here because we want to be. And, um, you know, we're here to protect our nation as well if the need comes. And that's why you may have heard about my internships for Muslim girls in law enforcement careers. That's our effort to engage our young people in helping keep, it, keep America safe. Uh, you um, have uh, advocated for the children of Irvine, the youth, families. You served on the board for the city's public school foundation. Education is definitely your forte. I've had you on the show before about a book you wrote that I have um, a, a signed copy of, and I think it's awesome, and I know they're using it in some classrooms throughout the country. Could you speak briefly about your book? Because I think at a time like this, after Orlando, 
um, uh, San Bernardino here in this country and uh, obviously overseas uh, Paris, Brussels, and most recently Istanbul. Um, it, it, it's uh, very relevant to the conversation and to, you know, really, you know, what what is part of the change going forward, not only as a woman and a Muslim woman, an immigrant, we'll get to that. But can you tell folks briefly about that book that uh, you wrote? Because I, I, I think it's just awesome um, that you chose to do that. Thank you, Leslie, and I urge everyone to buy it and give it um, as Hello? Have we lost Anila? Reconnect? Reconnect. Um, <clears throat> okay. She's going to tell a story about something that happened after September 11th with, um, you know, her daughter in the public school system. Here in California, a very diverse state and normally more tolerant, more blue, more democratic. And um, she took the experience in her anger um, and she turned it into a positive, and she actually um, wrote a book with her daughter for her daughter, and it's actually used in uh, many classrooms, through, um, not just uh, in Irvine, Orange County, California, but throughout the country. Uh, and as my crew is uh, connecting, reconnecting uh, with Anila, um, you know, I, I will uh, tell you that um, her entire life experience in the United States has been about uh, education and getting involved in polit- politics the past few years. And um, she feels, especially in such an area as Southern California, that there is an opportunity of multiculturalism uh, for families, of multiculturalism and lifestyle um, in global cities like Los Angeles and elsewhere uh, in in the country. Um, and uh, she's a leader in, in, in this 21st century. And I think it's important for us to tap into some of the people running for local offices, because actually people in local office have more of a direct impact on our lives. Um, And, uh, you know, whether it be with, uh, you know, uh, business and other things that we have in our lives daily, um, you know, recreation and our environment, our community, uh, the list goes on. So, Anila, thank you uh, for reconnecting, got reconnected there. Now, Anila, uh, tell us about the book you wrote briefly, because there's so many other things regarding your campaign I want to touch upon as well. Okay, Leslie. Yes, that book um, came as an effort. It was an interfaith effort. My Jewish um, colleague and my Christian colleague, they came forward and, you know, we looked at each other and we said, we're so different, yet we're so alike. And if we can, you know, teach our kids to be understanding of each other and love each other um, as, you know, one human race, why can't we get this message out to everybody else? And so we wrote that book, and it is, you know, it's a springboard for discussion on what's happening. And you're right, Leslie, it is so... Well, tell, tell us the name of the book so people can go out and purchase. Okay, it's available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's called Mummy, M-I-A, dot, dot, dot. And um, the dot, dot, dot is the uh, word, the terrorist. And that is based on a true story about a little girl who goes to her, you know, first grade class and she's sharing her background and she says, I was born in Saudi Arabia, my parents are from Pakistan and this little kid, not knowing anything, really gets up and says, oh, he hears the two words, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia and Muslim, and he, he says, you, your parents are terrorists and you're a terrorist. And, you know, she's also unaware of the intensity of the word, but she understands what's happened. She goes home and her parents, you know, they calm her, they give her the love. And then the parents, um, they reach out to the little boy and his family, his 
father and they realized that really um, he didn't know what happened and the parent uh, the parents agree that they're going to meet and they bond at a dinner table when their kids are having pizza and pasta and you know that is exactly what real life is like Leslie I've done so much uh, interfaith work and met my community here in Irvine I've worked with all of the ch- churches and synagogues and and reached out to them and it's just making that effort and getting to know your neighbors saying hello you know um you know that research has shown that you're likely to have a favorable opinion of a muslim if you have a friend so i feel like that is such an important thing for all muslims in america to do and i'm doing that at my city level i can tell you my doors open and there are people who walk into my team meeting who've just seen my name and no i'm running they just want to see who i am and once you know that barriers down and they walk into my house and meet my family they're chat- sitting there chatting with my son about baseball they you know they realize there really are no differences and if they are um they disappear so that do, do you think and do you think that that's a, that's a message you, you know um you know how pe- people say you know why don't the muslims come out the muslim community come out you know against the terrorist or when these attacks happen do you feel as I do, that they are coming out, the media isn't covering it, or do you feel that perhaps the Muslim community is not vocal enough um, after uh, these attacks when somebody uses the name of Islam and perverts, uh, tries to pervert the religion with that? Well, you know, it's a little bit of both. As I said, a lot of the Muslims that, you know, a majority of them are vehemently opposed to terrorism and they, you know, they denounce ISIS, they denounce terrorism and hate. But obviously, when they do it, they're doing it at the individual level. Now, you know, I am, uh, I feel that that's my job. I always go out and tell Muslims that I mean that you must raise your voice against it. We need to be out there. And we need to dispel all this misconception. Your voice needs to be louder than the voice of the people who may be sympathizers of ISIS and, and just be living here and not realizing what a great opportunity they have. Um, also, the media, I feel, you know, I just mentioned that whenever there's a tragedy, why is it that media goes out to care and gets a man's perspective. Why don't you see Muslim women being approached and asked, oh, we're just regular Americans, ask us what we think, and we will tell you how much we hate ISIS, how much we hate terrorists, and how, how angry we are that our religion has been hijacked. But don't hijack our voices by giving it to men who don't represent our point of view necessarily. So I say it's a bit of both. Uh, Neela, I want to talk also, um, before we get to your platform, um, uh, briefly, about the fact that you are an immigrant and you are a Muslim from a majority Muslim nation, Pakistan. And with Mm -hmm. the uh, proposals that one of our presidential candidates has, uh, Donald Trump, um, uh, you know, very anti-immigrant to ban Muslims, uh, this would have prevented you and your husband from coming to this country and for contributing to this country the way that you and your husband have. I know your husband as well. Um, and, and I just wanted somebody to hear an individual who is an immigrant and who would have been affected by that ban. You, many family members and, and friends. What is your feeling when you hear this kind of rhetoric coming out of a presidential candidate for the United States of America, leader of the free world in 2016? 
you know, Leslie, when I hear things like that, it doesn't discourage me. A friend of mine whose mother is a Holocaust survivor, she called me and she said, you know, my mom's here, Neela, and she wants me to tell you that she loves you and that she's horrified at what she's hearing. It reeks of hatred and she's seen it being a Holocaust survivor. I told her, tell your mom not to be worried because I can tell you, Leslie, that this hate that you hear and these banning of Muslim Americans, you know, I am an American and I have so much faith in the majority of Americans who've come forward who wouldn't have invited me to the churches and to the groups that I've been speaking to and who wouldn't have published, you know, how to fight Islamophobia, how to stand with Muslims in America and how to support them. They are doing amazing things. And what this hate is doing, it's actually making the love come out of the mainstream American community. I am overwhelmed by the support I'm getting from my Christian friends friends um, and my Jewish friends and my Indian friends and my Sikh friends, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm saying, you know what, love can fight hate. And yes, I, you know, I've I've heard uh, Donald Trump's rhetoric about Muslims, but I'm not afraid of it because I know that we have majority of Americans are on our side and they know that the majority of uh, Muslims in America love America. They want to be here as a Pakistani. I'm fighting terrorism. I'm fighting extremism. And do you think my life is not at risk? It is at risk. I have been threatened, but I'm not afraid because I chose to live in this great country. And it is my duty to protect it. And that's the sentiment we need to hear all uh, Muslim Americans that are here coming out and talking about it. But we need media to give us a voice to listen to. A good story is not a story. It's right, right. Yeah, if, it ble- if, it ble- if it bleeds, it leads. I want to get right. to I want to get to the focus of your campaign in the last couple of minutes we have here. I constantly say to people, you've got to vote in local elections, because local legislators, like I'm hoping you will be as part of the Irvine City Council, um, really impact our daily lives much more so than a president, uh, a House member, or a senator. Um, your focus is on three major issues, safety, business, and education as a candidate for the city council. Please speak about these uh, in your in the district you hope to be yours. Okay, well, my three focus areas are business, education, and safety. And, uh, you know, small businesses are the backbone of our community. I've been going around talking to them, and they're really happy with the business, the economic health of the city. Our city is in good shape. It is a city that has 250,000 people, and majority of the households are earning above $90,000. We're culturally diverse, and we value our business community. So I want to make sure that I can be their representative and I can stay in touch with them to make sure that I understand their needs as well. Retail business technology is thriving in Irvine and I want to make sure that we, you know, we create the next generation of uh, leaders and, you know, one of our high schools actually sent out a rocket into the skies. I mean, we have amazing young people and businesses that support each other. So I want to make sure that balance and that success of our city is maintained. Also, everything begins with education in Irvine. I'm talking to more and more people are saying we love our city because it's the number one city in education. We have, you know, we have a public IV, which is the uh, University of California, Irvine. And then we have new private um, universities coming in, like Laverne, and we've got Concord 
Concordia, and I went to Concordia, and I love that university. And um, that's what I want to make sure that, you know, that remains upright and that I am the voice for all the parents and the young people and that I can actually create programs that will help them utilize all of these institutions really well. We also have the Irvine Valley College, the number one transfer college um, in uh, California. And then, obviously, we have our, one of my priorities is safety. I want to make sure that my city is safe along with my country and um, that, you know, we maintain the safest city in the U.S., um, you know, given by FBI. We maintain that status. And, you know, I am the only candidate who has that experience, who has that connection, who has the know-how, and who can keep the city safe. I'm constantly in touch with Homeland Security. I'm on the panels and um, for law enforcement. I've been given a lot of recognition in that field, and I'm proud of it. And so I feel that I am the most qualified candidate. I've been a resident for 20 years, and I've built bridges with all the communities, you know. And um, I've, you know, I've learned from the Jewish community. I've, I've uh, you know, learned from the Christian community. I've gone into the Korean community, the Chinese community, the Iranian community, and I've worked with all the other, even the Indian community. I have worked with them and love their cultural events. So I'm a community builder. I believe that that we are together, we're stronger. Absol- and that's absolutely. the beauty. Yes, I- and that's the beauty of Irvine. This Absolutely, and Neela, I'm. I, you know, you got. You know, if I lived there, you had have my vote. <laughs> I'm in a different county, LA County. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, Anila is president. Uh, excuse me, is a member of President Obama. She's not president of the United States yet. No, she's a member of President Obama's panel on controlling violent extremism. And like I mentioned, she is the author of that children's book, Ma- Mommy M I A, and you can get it at BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon.com. The Irvine City Council election is November 8th. If you are in. Um, that city of Irvine, please vote for Anila Ali. And if you want to follow her on Twitter, please do at Anila Ali, A N I L A A L I. The website is Anila Ali.com, A N I L A A L I.com.